0: Everybody, welcome to another chapter of The Book of Sean. Thank you for tuning in. I have an amazing show for you tonight. This is going to be a good one because we get to talk about my favorite subject, love, relationships, okay? Finding somebody. And don't act like you don't want to find somebody. And if you've already found somebody, you want to keep them. And my guest tonight has a journey and a story, as all of us do with love. it's a journey of the heart. And he's taken her places, some up, some down. But nevertheless, she survived. And she's here tonight to tell us all of the wisdom, some of the mistakes, and the joys that come along once you move into a new season of your life with respect to love. (laughs) We have a good time tonight. Welcome to the show tonight. My sister Charity. Hey Charity. <laughs> Hello. Welcome. How are you? I am doing well. It's good to see you. First of all, you're beautiful. Let me can I say that? Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. it. It's my pleasure. I'm honored to say it. I think black women don't hear that enough. I think that black men don't say it enough, and I think Agreed. more And I think more of us need to say it when we don't want something from the person absolutely you absolutely, know, absolutely. I right. totally agree. Right. most people say it and they're just like let me get your number I'm just telling you you're beautiful <laughs> all right all right so let's do this um before we get started with all the serious stuff I have right. one uh sort of icebreaker question that I want to ask you and and here it is um I'm assuming you eat grits I'm assuming you've eaten them in the past if you're absolutely. black you eat grits don't act like you didn't I all agree. right I so agree. here's so here's my question um do you do salt or do you do sugar? Sugar. Sugar? You, you a sugar, sugar girl. Sugar. Yes. Why not salt real quick?
1: Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Just I just want sweetness. When I'm eating grits, I want some butter and some sugar and that's it. My mom was a salt girl. I went the total opposite way. <laughs>
0: Well, listen, first of all, you can tell a lot about a person by their grits. I just want to say that, right? I'm and, just saying,
1: I can't say, I didn't say I could make
0: them, though. <laughs> they're <Get> <lumpy. laughs> But they're sweet. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so let, let's get into it, because you, um, I'll put it this way. People think that getting a divorce is about the destruction of a marriage. But I also think that sometimes getting a divorce is about standing up for yourself. Absolutely. My question to you is this: How did you find the courage to stand up for yourself?
1: Um, I feel like after the loss of my mom in 2010, um, I took a few years, like in a in a dark place, mm-hmm. um, just in a people pleasing, codependent space, um, and. When I finally opened my eyes to like reality, uh, it was about five years later, about 2015, and I realized that my life was in shambles. Mm. Uh, my marriage was not the best, but it had been like been that way for a while. Um, but I was in uh, I was just coasting through life. And about 2015, I really started to do some work. Um, on me and um, I realized that there were things that that were that were in my life that I had to work on and so I went hard at working at things and then I realized as time went on that it was time to let let things go
0: yeah you know m- when you started talking about the work your face changed mm-hmm. um, yeah what what were you feeling and thinking about when you were talking about that because your face changed? It's the work is painful, mm. though it's necessary. It's been
1: it's been uh, it's been very painful and a lot of things that I had to let go of hurt. Um, mm. My marriage ended, but the love that I had for uh, for him didn't. So letting that go, knowing that I had to end something that wasn't good for me even though my heart was still attached to them. It was really hard. It's still hard. I mean, it's still pretty hard. But grace
0: of God, I'm here. Yeah, I I love the smile at the end Yeah, because that's what happens. That smile is what happens when you do the work and you embrace the pain and you're honest about the truth. You come out on the other side with that kind of smile. So tell me this. What did your marriage and your divorce teach you about you? It taught me that
1: I have done many things in my life for everyone else. Mm. It taught me that when I say codependent and people pleasing that that is, I'm still working through that part of my life. But it was huge. I, I I I even stayed in that marriage because other people told me that I should. You know, wow. I, I, I going through it. It's a, it's very lonely. I have nine, uh, ten brothers and sisters, and even though I have a lot of people around me, a lot, um, it showed me that this is a walk that nobody can walk with you, and mm. being alone is okay. Mm. There, there is power in, um, the, the meantime, mm. if I can see it. going yep. through it. There's power in it. Um, so it just taught me that I can do it. I can do things on my own, and thrive. And I've done it.
0: I feel yes. like I have. Yes, you're doing it. There's no think. Right. Take, that, take that think out of there, right? Because you're, you're doing it and you can do all this. the doctor. Things.
1: You'll tell me if I'm doing it or not. <laughs> well, Ask the doctor. That's what I'm
0: here for. You're doing it. Um, yes, sir. Give me a list of things that you know in your right mind with respect to love and relationship. Mm-hmm. A list of things in your right mind that you know you will never do again.
1: I will never stay somewhere that doesn't fit the journey that I'm supposed to be on. It doesn't mm. fit my purpose. I'll mm. never do that again. Mm. Um, it's okay to not be okay.
0: Mm. Um,
1: just a couple.
0: Yeah, no, those are, those are good. Those are excellent. Um, that second one touched you i could tell um mm-hmm. what's the story behind that second one when you said that it's okay to not be okay why did that touch you
1: um because i am a person that on the outside everything looks good mm. you know going through the divorce i you, you you would have never known like people still don't know today is like My coming out. Really? (laughs) Like, yeah, I mean, you would have never known because I've always tried to keep a straight face. You know, I've always. um, Just wanted to be the person that other people could come to, but I always had to. Keep myself together so. Everyone would feel as though they could come to me because I'm the strong one. But I realized through this journey that it's okay. It's okay to cry. Like I cry so much now. It's so I, I feel there is power in it. Those tears are amazing to me now. Mm. Um so the oh it's okay to not be okay is is a I say it all the time. I tell my siblings, I, I just tell my children, like it's okay. You if you don't feel it, how are you gonna get through it? You have to feel it. To go through it. It's how I that's what I've learned. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've I've masked things for
0: too many years. So now in this season, it is what it is. Yeah. No, I love that. And, and can, can I just pour into you a little bit? Because yes, sir. one of the things I'm hoping, because I'm listening to you, and I'm hoping I'm hoping rather that you're listening to you too. Because it's okay to not be okay. That's one. Mm-hmm. But it's also okay to not be responsible for saving everybody? Oh. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah. That's major. That's big. Hmm. Because I want... That's that's one of the things that I've tried to do my whole life. Hmm.
0: Can I give you one more? One more. Give me a thousand. I'll take one. You're going to make me cry and it's also okay for you to make people mad. That's mm.
1: tough.
0: Mhm. But mm. I receive it. Tell me what you're feeling cuz I can see it.
1: It it's it, it's it's tough for me. That's a that's that's really hard for me cuz I try to I try, I try to be there for as many people as I can, and I try to just show up. I think I show up. I try to show up because it's like how I really want people to be for me. Mm-hmm. But I don't say it, so they don't know,
0: you okay. know. Oh, hold hold on, hold on, because I want to do this with you real quick. I love I, I, charity, I love you to death. Just so you know, I love you more. I, 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 I can talk <laughs> to you for five hours. All right, here it is. <laughs> um, did Martin Luther King make people mad? Yeah. Yes, he did. I'm he assuming did. I'm assuming you're a church girl. You live in, you I can't I won't tell, I won't tell people where you live, but based upon where you live, you a church girl. Okay. Um, yeah, I am. I am. Born did, raised. Did Jesus make people mad? He did. He did. Yes, and the he did. people he made mad were people who are diametrically opposed to what he stood for, or people mm. who could not receive or accept the gift that he had to bring. Oof. So when I say it's okay for charity to make people mad, I'm putting you in the class with Dr. King and Jesus Oof. Christ. And, wow. if, and if they could do it, why can't you? Why can't I? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can
1: do
0: it. Yeah, no, you're gonna have to do it. And i tell you why, because the next great level of your life is gonna require that some people not understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and where you're going. And if everybody understands it, then it's probably not great. All right, let me move on because I'm gonna start preaching, <laughs> and you're not here for that. Oh, um, <laughs> All right, so me, let me ask you this. Uh, so are are you are you ready for a new relationship? I don't I don't know. I want to be in one, but I
1: don't know if I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> I don't, so, so I, so, so I a, feel like I am, but it's just a feeling. I mean, I don't, I enjoy companionship. So, I mean, I enjoy having a partner. I enjoyed that. Um, I miss it, but I don't want to force anything either.
0: Right. And that's important. It's important not mm-hmm. to force it. And it's important to do it when you're ready. Um, right. Here's what I always say to people. You know, you're ready for somebody else. Not when you want somebody else, mm-hmm. but you know, you're ready for somebody else when you feel full enough to have something to offer. Mm. Yeah. Which That's one, cool. which one are you? I feel like I'm in the middle.
1: It's okay. You to in have the middle. Take. It's not full.
0: Okay, okay, that's good. Now, li- yeah. lift your head back up. Don't you lower your head. Because, okay. because that, that, is, that is nothing to feel bad about. It's nothing yeah. to be ashamed of. It is the truth. It is where you yeah. are. And after all that you have been through, who can blame you for having half a tank? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and let me say something. I wish more people were honest about the fact that they mm-hmm. were half a tank. Rather than putting on nice clothes, makeup, mm-hmm. suits and ties, or, or we don't wear suits and ties to the club. But whatever they wear to the club, <laughs> right. you know, shaking their tail feathers, acting yeah. like they fall. But the yeah. truth of the matter is they pretty and broken, handsome yeah. and broken, driving yeah. nice cars and wounded. I would yeah. much rather meet somebody who said to me, listen, I'm half a tank. I'm telling you right now, deal with it yeah. or not.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! Oh my God. that's all I got. <laughs> but I go in on ten though, which is really odd for me. I I go in on ten. I have to like turn the wife in me off.
0: Mm. That makes oh, say more about that because that's interesting.
1: I have I like I literally do because I care. I, I realize in this season that I'm in that I not care too much, but I. I do like, and it's really who I am. So I care about people. I feel like too much, and oftentimes they they can't receive that. I, I, I'm I'm I, so I have to. So I go on. I start on ten, and then you know, as time goes on, it just get. I, by by the end of I'm at one. It's over. I can't. I can't do it because I go in as full charity, but then I pull away you know, what
0: somebody really doesn't deserve or can handle. So, yes, I'm glad you said that because that's important for this conversation. Mm -hmm. This conversation, if we're successful in this conversation, one of the things that I want to be able to get you to receive is that you really are in a different season and -hmm. you're going to have to cut the wife off. Mm -hmm. I know You're not a wife right now. Right. But the good news is you're a woman. Yes. I got some better news. You're a black woman. <laughs> what? It gets better. I got some even better news. You're a woman, you're a black woman, and you're a brilliant, beautiful black woman. Wow. And well, I'm saying thanks. to you, your your identity. Yes. All of that in this season has to supersede what mm-hmm. you knew yourself to be as a wife. Because here's what you'll do. You'll start offering people things that a wife would offer a husband to Mm -hmm. someone who hasn't earned what you have to offer. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I'm talking to my dear sister Charity about her journey with love and life and marriage and divorce. And Charity, so far, it's been a a powerful, interesting conversation. And what I was saying to you before we took the break was, I think a lot of times when you've been a, a wife or a husband, you really get wrapped up and subsumed in the identity. And then when that season of your life is over, it's hard, you know, to let that go. And the point I was making was, you have so much more to offer as a woman, as a black woman, as a brilliant and beautiful black woman, um, that doesn't just require you to see yourself as somebody else's spouse. I got some more good news for you. The good news is whoever ultimately marries you again assuming you want to be married again, won't Uh, ever have to worry about if you know how to be a wife Mm. because you already know how to do that. And in fact, I got some better news for you because (laughs) you're doing your work and you're here tonight, you'll be an even better wife than you were the first time. I just don't want you to offer to people that part of yourself before they're ready to... To get it or deserve it or any of that. Because it goes back to what you said. You come in at ten and you end at one and you end at one because you were dating a zero. Oh. Well Dr.
1: Shy,
0: you stay. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Don't get mad at me, people. All right. That's what I'm so, so, so mad. So let's do this. What what give me the list? What kind of man are you looking for? Oh my god.
1: Describe him. I okay, let me preface. I know what I'm not looking for. Okay. Des- so desc- desc- Describe tell. him.
0: Describe the man you're not looking for.
1: Lazy, um, unable to take care of self, not a good father, uh narcissist, um, somebody that, that hasn't done their own work. Somebody that is um, that that
0: that 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 is not
1: a communicator. I don't. I mean, I can't because I realize I'm not a good, great communicator. Because somebody gonna have to fix it. Somebody gonna have to do. I'm gonna do my work to be better. But they have to be. They, they just can't be a person that can't communicate. They can't have. They can't be un- emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that. So like looks tight all of that, that's out the window. <laughs> Doesn't matter.
0: Been there, done like, that. I, I'm not
1: that I'm I'm, I'm not there <laughs> in this season of what a person needs to look like. I, it has to be, and the the things that I that I am looking for is a, a kind person, mm. somebody that loves Jesus. You gotta love Jesus. You have to have a relationship. Mm. Uh, with Jesus, Um, um, somebody that is a hard worker Mm -hmm. um, that can, that won't stunt my growth, but help, like, build me up. Like, don't, I don't want anybody that sees me as an independent woman and lets me stay an independent woman. They say, I I can do independent. It's not the life I want to live (laughs) i want I want a partner mm.
0: and I think, mm. that, I think that sums it up no that's actually not bad because you said some very important things with respect to someone being kind and someone able to communicate um so there's a there's a maturity to you um that I think is important and vital um but, but let me ask you this tell us, because your future husband may be watching right now. Okay. Hello, honey. (laughs) Hello, honey. So, tell him what you're bringing. Because you told me what you want. Tell him what you're bringing to the table. A
1: partner. Somebody that you can rely on. Um, You can trust with you. Um, I have a personal relationship with Jesus somebody that I'm going to pray for you um, and just love on you. And if you have children, mother them. Um, and just be a support system. Like th- The action will help me. That is what I want to be. To help a man become a better version of his self. That's what I bring. I mean, my credit ain't too bad. I I got I got <laughs> a couple of, a couple of coins, <laughs> but like substance, mm-hmm. I I can bring that.
0: Mm-hmm. Can Can I add to that list? In case he's watching, because you you bring a little more than what you okay. said. What you also bring is a lot of wisdom mm-hmm. with respect to what it means to have done something before, which means you also bring patience because you cannot put yourself back in a position to love and care for somebody unless you have patience. But here's the other thing that you bring, and I think it's the most important thing. You bring perspective. Mm -hmm. You bring perspective, and there isn't a man in the world who doesn't need somebody to love him who doesn't have, or rather who does have perspective. Because the mm-hmm. only way you can love another human being is to be able to see it from 5,000 feet and see the <laughs> whole picture. And you bring that to the table because of what you've been through. Don't. Un- mm-hmm. My point is don't underestimate the yeah. gift of what you've been, been mm-hmm. through, rather. You yeah. follow what I'm saying? Yeah yeah totally understand that and i always that
1: that question always bothers me even like at a dinner like i just like ha, like i don't know how to just give myself those type like accolades i mean uh, you'll see it's
0: typically yeah <laughs> but stop for a second stop stop that. Why? why is it so hard because even as i've tried to celebrate you i've noticed your discomfort why, why is that what's the what's the story behind that
1: don't know I'm still working through it I don't fully understand why I'm like this <laughs> it's, it's I'm a work in progress
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I just don't know I don't um, I thought I think it was like just growing up we just, it's just be humble and and that's just kind of the road I've tried to you know walk on just the humble road and I mean I just feel like you'll see it that's literally how I've lived my life. Like, eh, you'll see eventually. Like, that's why I was, like, I felt okay to walk away because I knew what I, what I had brought to the table and what, you know, the things that I provided in the marriage. And, and, and I just felt like, well, I'll, I'll fight, I'll fight, I'll fight. But when I walk away, you'll see. Because I never would, I would internally fight and I would just continuously
0: do. But I wouldn't really say, you know, I realize I'm not a great communicator. Yeah. So. But you know, I, I need you to change that. I'm, I'm, okay. not, I'm not disrespecting anything that you were taught or the people who taught it to you. But in this season of your life, it's not serving you. Because when you've been hurt and you're trying to come back to strength, you have to learn how to celebrate yourself. And you have okay. to learn how to speak your attributes, speak your assets, and to give it voice. You follow what I'm saying? Because yeah, yeah. getting back up on your feet, when you're the one pulling yourself up, you got to trust those arms and you got to know yeah. what's in there. And so what I'm, what I'm going to invite you to do in this season of your life is mm-hmm. to learn how to receive celebration, how to celebrate yourself. It doesn't make you arrogant. It doesn't make you hearty. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you egotistical. You see, everything I'm saying about you shouldn't be new information it should be what you say to yourself when nobody else is around so that you get excited about what i'm saying only because i'm confirming what you think about yourself well hello (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm writing it down (laughs) (laughs) you know that's good to write down. now now, let's let's switch gears a little bit and and tell me I'm assuming you're dating a little bit, in some I kind am. of way. All right. So, what kind of men are you meeting? Um, they've been young, uh, younger than me.
1: Um, I honestly good guys. What you would consider, like, I, I've, I've, you know, educated. They have careers. Um, they are good fathers. I've dated, but I've also kept it's like been in a box. If I mean, if that makes sense, it's kind of been uh, a core group that probably didn't work when we tried it before. So we're trying it now, trying it again type of deal. So I'm not
0: dating much, but <laughs> okay. So, so let me ask, let me ask oh, you second. this. From from your from your experiences, and this is just your experience. Mm-hmm. What do you get the sense that the men you are encountering want the most from a relationship or from a woman? Um, they really value my input
1: into their lives, which is really odd. Uh, not odd, but. Men tend to, like, tell me everything up front. Like, everything. They just, like, lay it all on me. Um, so, I'm not sure. I, I almost feel like I, I'm so cool that I'm put into a, a box. And I almost feel like I put myself into the homegirl box. Mm. To where... If, even if we go on dates and hang out, or we support each other in whatever way, it it's really not going anywhere else because I'm not even letting them know that I like them. <laughs> and it could, but but any person that I date would, could be a potential relationship. I I wouldn't date anybody that is just a a fling. I haven't done I haven't really done that much now like in the last year or so. So I think to keep myself safe, I am the homegirl, the friend, the one you can't talk to about anything. And in that aspect. Are you okay with that?
0: Um, No. Okay. Not particularly. Hold, hold, hold that thought. Hold that thought. Because we're going to deal with that on the other side of this break. I'm going to take a break and uh, because I heard something. She said something and I heard something and we're, we're gonna fix something right after this. Um, I heard you literally putting yourself in the friend zone when you told me that the men you are encountering in, in these dating scenarios, they unload, they, you know, they, they tell you all this stuff, see, That can be a good thing if you are a wife.
1: (laughs) Exactly.
0: But if you are someone who is trying not just to hear somebody else's whatever, struggle, Mm -hmm. turmoil, turmoil, Mm -hmm. rather, but Mm -hmm. also trying to find someone who will listen to you. Right. That don't work right and I and that you're hundred percent
1: correct because I literally that's how it goes from 10 that's how it goes down because you don't even care about you're too busy dumping on me you don't even know my favorite color so
0: yeah. it yeah yeah it's- so so let me get some advice. how about from now on when you sit down with it with a with a gentleman um, mm-hmm. one of the things you you say in the beginning, is I'm looking for someone who wants to listen to me as much as I am able to listen to them. I'm into reciprocity in this season of my life. I am not here to give and to give and to give and to bleed and to bleed and to die and to die. I'm here to be poured into, to be loved, to be valued, to be protected. And even as I do it, I need to get that back. Mm-hmm. And then I'm writing that down, Dr. Sean. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> no, you order. And then and then after you say it, just sit there and look. Mm-hmm. Like mhm. Mm-hmm. What's your response? <laughs> Listen. You yeah, you you're, you're, you're going to be fine. I, okay. It's a journey, and I think the most the biggest thing is I think you have to turn off Your your wife, your wifely instincts, because you don't want to wife people. That's not your husband Um, because you end up going too far, doing too much and end up being hurt. And it's not their fault. It's because you created something through your identity that didn't exist. All right. Yeah. Stop doing that. And I think you'll be fine. All right. Let's do this before I let you go. Um, We play a little game around here. And it's called, Which Would You Rather Have? Play the bumper, highly. (sighs) That's the bumper. That bumper needs some sound. needs some music or something, (laughs) don't you think? All right, here it is. Charity, which would you rather have? A man who is very social and can fit into any group, or a man who didn't have a lot of friends, mostly stuck to himself, but focused on you Two. Tell me why quickly. Um,
1: because that is where I'm at in life. Somebody that can literally focus on me and just, we just love out, love each other. Okay.
0: We got to keep going. All right. I know you're a church girl, but I'm asking anyway, which would you rather have great sex or a big heart? Great sex. Oh, I and my kids it. turn it off and
1: i'm
0: just playing <laughs> <laughs> i'm not even gonna ask why okay which would you rather have a man with southern hospitality or big city hustle southern hospitality okay okay which would you rather have a man who's an entrepreneur or a man who's an artist entrepreneur I'm not gonna ask all right which, <laughs> which would you rather have someone who goes to church or someone who doesn't go to church at all goes to church really yes gotta go to church huh all right. you,
1: oh, okay wait let me you have to have a relationship with jesus because there are some you could go to church all day every day now i know this to be true You can go to church all day, every day, but your relationship still isn't there. So we are the church. I do know that you are walking
0: church. I got to keep moving. Here's my last one. Which would you rather have, someone who knows you already or someone you just met? Just met. Okay. And that's my last piece of advice to you um, because there's always a method to my madness on this show. I need you to stop dating people you already know.
1: Mm.
0: Stop going out with people that time and life has already told you. No. Because if it was supposed to happen in a lot of instances, it would have happened already. Give yourself a chance to meet someone new, someone who you can learn about each other and discover each other with rather than somebody who represents a season of your life that doesn't exist anymore.
1: Mm.
0: You, okay. you, you felt that. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. yeah.
1: Let it all go.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move, move on. Move on. Yeah. Turn the page because there's somebody new out there waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. All right. I received. <laughs> no, I'm glad you came. I'm glad you're here because you represent so many people. Who find themselves in a stage of life that they never thought they would would be in, and that is single again. Let me ask you this: are, are you are you disappointed that you're single, or are you feeling liberated that you're single? Disappointed. Really? Yeah. Yeah,
1: I enjoyed being married. I really did. Yeah. I I just enjoyed the that part of my life. That's all I know
0: known that since i was a young woman so yeah and can you hold on hold on hold on no no stay 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 right here can you accept the truth that this is where you are and that it is its own blessing yes yes see i don't i don't believe that because if if you if you could you wouldn't be disappointed
1: Mm. Truly.
0: Yeah. If you could accept it for what it is and Mm -hmm. the blessing that it can be, then liberation would what you is what you would feel. That you Mm -hmm. are liberated from something that was killing you. No, I
1: am,
0: but it's still No. 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 no i'm saying no because we have i I know i gotta take a break but we have this thing where we where we create identities right and we have this this is how it should be i should be this at 20 and this at 30 and this is how it's going to be and it's going to last forever and i'm going to have this life and then when it doesn't happen someone asks you a question you say i'm disappointed but the truth of the matter is none of what we invented happened to be the journey we were supposed to live you're right you're living the journey you were really supposed to live and i got a newsflash for you it included divorce that's okay, okay. yeah it's okay it's okay <laughs> i wish i had more time Chad. i wish i had more time because we, we we were we, we need a
1: theory yeah
0: we, we were right on the edge of a little breakthrough you you were about to break into something new but but thank you for for being on tonight and um yeah you're gonna be all right all right listen everybody i gotta take this break when we come back we're gonna do an aha moment and then we're gonna do some ask dr sean right after this welcome back everybody um i learned a lot from that conversation, and A lot of things went through my mind. So uh, let's do an aha moment together. See, when one season of your life is over, you have to reinvent yourself. And it doesn't just mean that you move out of a house or you change your address. It means that you shed an identity and give yourself an opportunity to view yourself as somebody totally different. See, when you're not somebody's wife, you're not a wife. And when you're not somebody's husband, you're not a husband. You may carry the spirit of a wife, and you may carry the spirit of a husband. But if you only see yourself as that, then you'll be giving people things that they don't deserve and really can't handle. I I say embrace the full spectrum and the totality of who you are. Because in addition to being a wife or a husband, you're a man, you're a woman, you're brilliant, you're kind, let more of you come to the table. I think sometimes when people get married, they sort of take on these identities, and these identities become the thing that they lead with, or the things, rather, that they lead with. Truth of the matter is, there's so much more to all of us than just being parents or siblings or spouses or workers, let all of you have a chance to speak before some of you never gets heard. All right, highly, let's do some ass, Dr. Sean. Play the bumper, man. Yes, yes, yes. All right, you guys always send me amazing videos. Take a look at this one. Hey, Dr. Sean, my name is Lante, and I need some advice. I have a friend who's always putting down my accomplishments. Do you think that's a form of cockiness or insecurity? Okay, the first thing I need you to do is to stop calling this person your friend. Because that's not a friend. Your friends don't put down your accomplishments. Your friends don't critique and judge your victory. Your friends don't make your success about them or something you should be ashamed of. A friend will clap for you louder than you'll clap for yourself. A genuine friend will dance harder at your celebration than the people who gave you birth. <laughs> a real friend is not somebody who criticizes and judges and critiques you at your finest hour. They are the ones who say to you, I knew you could do this. I saw this in you. This, In fact, a great friend treats your success as their victory because that's how much they wanted it for you. And anybody who doesn't fall into the categories that I just gave you, they're not your friends. They may be associates, they may be constituents, they may be people rather who need things from you, but they are not your friend. Not about cockiness, it's not about ego, okay? It's about someone not fulfilling in your life the function of a genuine friend. In fact, it sounds to me that like they are painfully insecure. And there's a story behind their brokenness that maybe at some point the two of you can talk about and they can be transformed. But as it stands, they are not fulfilling the function of friendship because if the first responsibility of friendship is the truth, then certain the second, certainly rather the second responsibility of friendship is support. The people in your life who dare to be your friends must also dare to celebrate you when you deserve to be celebrated. All right, let's do another one. Someone DM me this question. My aunt constantly makes comments about my weight, even though I've asked her to stop. Mm -hmm. I think her comments are mean uh, are meant, rather, to be hurtful. How can I tell her she makes me feel... Um, how can I tell... Let me read it again. How can I tell her how she makes me feel without being disrespectful? It's important to read. <laughs> All right. Here's how you do it. Stop worrying about being disrespectful because she's not worried about hurting your feelings. You need to tell her the truth and you need to tell her the truth, yes, in a way that she can hear it, but you don't need to sugarcoat this. Somebody who's always putting you down is a bully, even if you have common blood, common relationship, or even live in the same house. Don't let yourself be bullied. Stand up for yourself and tell your aunt that she has to stop. And if she doesn't stop, she's putting in jeopardy her connection to you. It's not about disrespect. Take that out of your mind. Get that out of your spirit because that's how you're being manipulated. It is about you respecting yourself enough to tell your aunt the truth and to set a boundary and draw a line. That's what it's about. What your aunt's going to do is what she's going to do because she's grown and grown folks do what grown folks do. The question is, what are you going to do? You need to tell the truth about how you feel. And you might need to walk away for a season from somebody who's trying to hurt your feelings. Don't get caught up in the label. Judge people by how they make you feel. We'll be right back with more of a new segment we got here on the show called That Don't Make No Sense. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. So we have a new segment that we're starting today called That Don't Make No Sense. Play hey, the bumper, Holly. <music> of course, the English is better than the bumper, but I call it that don't make no sense. Anyway, can you believe that only serving 45 days as the British Prime Minister, Liz Truss has resigned from office? Let's look at a video of Liz talking about it in Britain. I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. All right, so there you have it. Liz Truss is out of a job and um, she messed up the country in 45 days. <laughs> it's really hard to do, just so you know. It's hard to mess up a job in 45 days. She cut taxes for rich people, provided no additional services or help to help people deal with the high cost of living. And worst of all, she communicated poorly. Which, if you think about it, is the list of things that Republicans want to do in this country if, if they, when and if they come into power. So God help all of us as that happens. Because if history is prologue, then we've already seen what's going to happen when these kind of policies Come into fruition. But, uh, you know, shout out to Liz for at least trying. <laughs> After Boris Johnson messed up the country, Liz did it in 45 days. But you know what absolutely doesn't make sense? It's the fact that Liz Truss appointed a cabinet that had no white men in it. And now that experiment is over in no large part because of what Liz did in her leadership. But one wonders if it will ever happen again in Great Britain that a prime minister will have a cabinet. doesn't include any white men. I have nothing against white men, of course. I think there are good, decent white men in the world, obviously. But it was something of an experiment. Now in 45 days, that experiment is over. It was also a social statement. And, you know, it's not an indictment of the cabinet. I'm sure many of them had good ideas, but this is what happens when you follow a leader that's not ready or capable to lead. But here's some wisdom for you. When you need something, when you are interested in having something, don't just bring anybody into your life to fill it. See, Great Britain needed a leader and it chose somebody that wasn't ready to lead. And my advice to you is always remember that you're not that desperate. Have some standards and make sure you're bringing people into your life who can handle being there. All right, let's do one more. There's a teaching shortage in this country, so much so that apparently the country seems to be dropping the standards that allow people to teach. School districts around the country are hiring people who don't have certifications and have never been formally trained to be teachers. Yeah, you heard me. School districts around the country are hiring people who are not certified to teach and have no formal training and in many instances have never taught a day in their life. In a lot of classrooms, people that were certified to teach English are teaching math. So they have certifications in areas that they're not actually teaching in. Did you hear me? This is what's going on in classrooms. Instead of raising the standards for people to teach, because I did a story last week about a a teacher who had a kill list upon which or in which some of her students were on the list of people she wanted to kill. Instead of raising the standards, America's decided to lower them. (laughs) that don't make no sense. (laughs) We should not be lowering the standards to put people in schools. Because just today somebody shot up a school in St. Louis. We need to be raising the standards so that we can raise a generation that can read and write at grade level. Found out today that most fourth graders and eighth graders can't do it. But if you want more teachers, because we have a teaching shortage, I know how to get them. And I'm not afraid to tell you. If you want more teachers, here's how you get more teachers. You ready? You pay them more money. If you pay teachers more money, more people, wait for it, would want to be teachers. And you get a better quality of people, too, by the way. What we pay teachers is unconscionable. It, it is awful. It is embarrassing. Every teacher in America should be making at least $100,000 a year. They have one of the most important jobs in the country, and we start teachers off at forty grand. No wonder nobody wants to be a teacher. And we think the way to fix that is to ju- just come on in here and teach, <laughs> whoever you are. That ain't how you do it, people. Pay teachers more, because when you treat people better, they stick around. And I'm not just talking about teaching. Let me wrap this up and tell you, tonight we've been talking about love, relationship, divorce, marriage, all of that. But the most important thing that you can do in the pursuit of what your heart wants is to learn your heart and to take care of it. Before you rush out to find somebody else, make sure you know who you are. I'm glad you tuned in tonight. I'm excited about Charity's future, and I'm excited about what's about to happen for you. You keep going, okay? Fight a good fight, run a good race, because at the end, you're gonna find what you need. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Y'all be good to each other, all right? Be kind to yourself. I love you. How about that? I got some cards for you.
1: You made it. Here. Finally.